thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 130 of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are all runners. We've talked about how we are runners even on the days that we don't run. But sometimes when we miss a running day, we tend to place some very harsh judgments on ourselves. So this is a PSA episode for you to stop being so hard on yourselves and stop beating yourself up if you happen to miss a day of running. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so we had an episode planned for today, and we decided to ditch that and push it to another week because we'd up, we put up a post in the Facebook tribe this week and asked people to fill in the blank. And the post was very simple. It said, when I miss a run, I feel blank. And the answers that came in were all so harsh. There, there's a variety of answers. I think they, they fall into like two major categories. True. They, they weren't all so harsh, but a lot of them were just very like, you know, we, we just felt like when we were reading these answers, like I felt like we needed an emergency podcast episode to just address it. Address it. I just felt like everybody needed a hug. Like it's yeah, going to be okay. That too. <laughs> Did you miss your run today? Do you need a hug? Yeah. Like it's going to be okay. Because... We're going to send you a virtual hug right now. There so you go. go ahead and put both hands, like mm-hmm. one hand across and the other hand across and give yourself a little squeeze and that's coming from us. And Anybody that's ever gotten a hug from me, I, I think is going to tell you it's a pretty darn good one. It's a good one. I, I take I took pride in my hugs. Yes, I know. And you taught me how to hug correctly. I, <laughs> not correctly, but <laughs> correctly improved. <laughs> we did. We definitely had to to work on improving Kevin's hug quality when we first started dating. And now I can hug. <laughs> so the responses kind of fell into two major categories. There were people who, in my opinion, were incredibly hard on themselves like super judgy like i'm a slacker that was the worst day ever i'm never going to be able to run again i mean it just it went so extreme to the negative and then there was a group of people that were sort of like i just feel off yeah i feel weird i feel like something's something's not right about my day and there's there's valid reasons for both of these well i think there's more valid i've I connect to the second group, mm-hmm. so I kind of I think I know where that group's coming. But I can see the first group. I can see where they're coming from. Right. Is running is especially once you start accepting the runner identity, then if you don't run, it's just like oh man, I've I've done it. I've ruined it. I had my new identity and I've blown it. Right. And so you know that first group that was a lot of like disappointed, miserable, a slacker, frustrated, failure, and, failure came failure, up, failure, anxious, like there. There's a lot of anxiety surrounding yes, missing the run. Um, that was a very common word that people tend to use, like anxiety, anxious, and that kind of thing. And I can understand where these things are coming from also. Like you said, they're real, real feelings and they're valid because that is the way you feel. But I want us to just take a look at them right now and actually say, okay, where are these feelings coming from? Are these valid feelings? Should I be feeling this way? Or is there maybe a a more productive way for me to feel when I miss a run? Um, Is there a different way for me to look at this? Because for you to feel anxious and, you know, fat and lazy and a failure for missing one run is a little extreme, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. The I feel fat and lazy was a good one because it's like, what, what was on the schedule? Like, well, four miles. All right, so that's gonna burn, you know, about four hundred ish calories. You know, I mean, it's a ballpark. But to to lose that day is not just suddenly gonna make you be twenty pounds heavier. I know, but but the thing is, that it's the mentality that it's coming from that we have to think about more. And like, you know, you've never been overweight in your life, and I don't know if any of these people that have said these things have been. I know I have been, and it is hard because when when you are in a place that you you finally feel like you're taking care of yourself, you're doing the things that you need to do and you miss a day, you don't want to then spiral downwards from there. That, and I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. That, that one off day is the start of a very, very slippery slope? Because it can be for some people. You know, people have seen it before. They may have experienced that for themselves. You know, like if they got injured or if something happened, they got really sick, they might have spiraled down and lost not just one day, but multiple days or weeks or months and then found it very hard to get back into it again. So, you know, it, it's bringing up almost these, like, traumatic memories in some people, I think. You know, these these times that they don't want to go back to, and, and so that's causing an anxiety and anxious feeling in them. And then for others, it could be other things. You know, it could be just, like you said, like that, that failure, that just lack of, like, not being good enough because I missed this run. And... I just encourage you guys, and and I want you to know that, first of all, thank you so much for everybody that shared, and I'm not pointing any one specific person out in this episode, so if I happen to say the word that you used, I don't even know that you used it. Like, I don't have your name in front of me. I'm not thinking of of you specifically right now, and I'm certainly not judging you, okay, because that is definitely not a helpful thing for me to do for us to do like we're not judging you at all and I want you to know that your feelings are are valid and we're just here in this episode trying to help you reframe a couple things okay maybe instead of looking at at missing that one run so negatively and beating yourself up for it because quite honestly that's not going to do you any good in the long run that's not going to help you to improve as a runner if you just continuously beat yourself up so the point of this episode is not to make you feel bad it's not to make you feel judged I, I I'm so happy that you shared with us these things and this episode is really more just to help you reframe this and also just to help you maybe look at this in a different way. Yeah, a different perspective. And and like you said, there's certainly not judgment coming from us, but a lot of these things of I'm this, oh, I, I'm a failure, I'm a slacker, and all these things, it's, it's personal name calling, and that's still judgment. And it's not, it, like, we're certainly not here pointing a finger at you, right. but... Are you pointing a finger at yourself? Right. That's that's what I want to say is just pause for a second and realize were were you in fact just name calling yourself? Mm-hmm. Like if if the the whole judgment thing is bringing stuff up, you know, we did an episode just a, a few back on judgment and people loved the episode. How much of that judgment is is coming directed towards yourself? Like it's one thing if you can really try and get a handle on trying to, you know, not be judgment of, of other people. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. But how, how harshly are you criticizing yourself for any little break, any little slip? Mm -hmm. Because if, if you miss it and you're like, Oh, that's it. Now I can't run again. And it's just gonna, it's gonna spiral and I'm just gonna never be able to run again. 
that mentality is going to make it really hard for you to get back because you're telling yourself that you're not going to be able to come back. Whereas it's, it's just a day. Mm -hmm. It's just one missed day. You can come back the next day. Are you sick? Maybe it's, it's a week and then you're going to be able to come back Mm -hmm. because that's who you are because you are a runner and runners are resilient. Runners do come back and that's how you need to start thinking of this. Like stop being so darn hard on yourself. That's really what it comes down to is give yourself some grace. And what if your best friend or your best running friend missed a day? What would you say to that person? Would you beat that person up and tell them that they're fat and they're lazy and they're a slacker and they're worthless and they're never going to get back into running again? Like, I highly doubt it. Like, I'm about 99% sure considering I haven't met all of you guys before um, that, but wouldn't that be a cool meeting? It, we, oh, I would love to. Of With course, lots of hugs. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to meet our listeners in person, and we're definitely planning those things for the upcoming year. We definitely want to um, start meeting more of you guys in person. But what would your best friend say to you? What would your mom say to you? What would your best running friend say to you if you? missed a day? Would they be speaking to you the same way that you're speaking to yourself? And I think that's a really good filter to start putting on. Yeah. Or um, what would your kids say to you? Mm -hmm. Because in all likelihood, they're not going to be like, oh man, mom, you really, you you ruined it today. Mm -hmm. There was one, uh, we just had the, the Olympic trials here in the U.S. and it was the woman who finished, I believe, sixth and she had a picture from like the post-race tent of her two little ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said in the post-race tent, there were some tears and some crying. And, and then like the lines from her little kids was just like, like, mom, sixth place is pretty high. I know you didn't win. Want a lick of my lollipop? Like Aww. that was the progression is it was sort of like you did pretty good. I know it might not have been what you wanted. And then they were just trying to help. And like the picture is just adorable because the kids got like the sucker that they've been going at for, you know, how 26 miles. Mm-hmm. And they, they just wanted to make the person feel better. There was no judgment from the kids because mom didn't make the Olympic team. She ran as fast as she could and she's still mom. All they wanted to do was make her feel better. Right, exactly. So there was, you know, the one group of people that were very, you know, were using some harsher words on themselves. And then, like you said, there was kind of a second group that kind of described themselves as being out of sort or just feeling off or unsettled about your day. So, you know, for those people, you know, is running a big stress reliever for you? Like does, or does, on the other hand, does running kind of help you to center your day? And that's kind of the people that you said you felt more connected to. Right. Like is running an anchor for your day? Like this is, it starts my schedule. It starts my routine, especially for people who run in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like did you oversleep and miss the run in the morning? And now it's not that you're, you're beating yourself up over the day, but you just don't feel like your day started correctly. So you always just feel a little bit off. And then you're trying to look at your day and be like, ah, do I have time to try and slide a run in somewhere during the day? So then it's not following your normal routine because you keep trying to like rearrange your schedule and see how it is. And maybe if you miss it in the, in the morning, instead of throwing your whole schedule off and trying to figure out if you can sneak it in somewhere. And I mean, sometimes that works. Sometimes you can look at it and be like, yep, I'm going to fit it. I'm just going to fit it right here. Mm -hmm. And other times you look at your schedule and you go, nope, I just, I'm not going to be able to run that day. And you have to get past the the off feeling and just be like, look, it's just not going to happen that day. And I think we're going to keep getting into that a little bit more as the episode goes along, but having 
missed a morning run just throw off the entire rest of your day is really going to hurt your performance in all other areas of your life. It just, it, it messes with you. Like, let your mind be free of that. That wasn't a failure that you didn't run in the morning. It was just a missed run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that book, the Eat, Eat the Frog book. Yes, Eat you the know, Frog. Like, so for those of you that might not be familiar with the concept, so there's a there's a saying out there in the personal development world and the business world about eating the frog. So the idea um, comes from like I think Benjamin Franklin or some sort of philosopher a long time ago that basically said if you knew that you had to eat a frog every single day, then wouldn't it be better for you to just do it first thing in the morning and get it over with? Because if you didn't do it first thing in the morning and get it over with, it would kind of be hanging over your head all day long. So no matter what you're doing throughout the course of the day, you know that you have to eat that frog at some point in time. And so you can't really focus, you can't really give your attention to the the things that you need to do because all you keep thinking about is that frog. So yes, that, that your run can kind of be looked at that way and that's one of the reasons we like to advocate people running in the morning because it does tend to get it, you know, get it done with, kind of set your day off on the right foot and focus you for the day and and also just help you as as you go throughout the day. But what happens if you miss that, right? Is are you are you trying to look and see all day long where you can fit that in? Is it kind of just hanging over your head? Or or are you able to just accept that, you know what, today I'm not going to do that. And maybe that's eating the frog that day. Maybe eating... The acceptance? Yeah. Maybe eating the frog that day is not the actual run, but it's actually saying, okay, I'm not going to run today. And just making the decision and accepting it. Yeah, I think the acceptance, I, I think probably for a lot of our listening audience, the acceptance of, all right, guess today's not going to have a run in it, is eating the frog. Because mm-hmm. I really feel as though most of the people listening right now enjoy going out on their run. That's not the like, oh God, I've got to get that done so it's not still hanging over me. Running should be a joyful activity. Like you should enjoy. That should be like, great, I got up and was able to run at the beginning of the day. And so the tricky thing is when it goes away to not let that bog you down and wreck the rest of the day, to just move past that event. It's not a failure. It's not a letdown. It's just something that happened. It's not good or bad. It just... It, it happened and now you have to move on because you have the rest of the day and you got to bring yourself to the rest of the day, not yourself as, oh, I guess I didn't run today. Like no one wants that person. They, just, they want you. They want you at your best. That's who you need to bring for the rest of the day. And sometimes that means that you have to say, well, I didn't run. Maybe I'll run tomorrow. Because that's what that's what you're gonna do, mm, and not maybe I'll run tomorrow. Like I'm going to run tomorrow. Yeah. And I think it's very hard to not pass judgment on yourself. Like I find it very difficult for me not to judge myself. Like I have been have become much much better at not judging other people, but I find it even harder to not judge myself. And I think that other people also fall into that category. And um, once we get to that point where we stop judging ourselves, it also helps us not to judge others in that way also. Well, it's so much easier to judge yourself because you don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. It's just, it's silent in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a slacker. Yeah, <laughs> right. So instead of doing that, let's talk about some of the ways that you can reframe this and make this maybe a more positive thing. All right, so there's a few different angles for this. One, let's accept that running requires off days. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the basic principle of hard days and easy days that you kind of go back and forth. So 
you know, you need recovery days built into your calendar. It may be during the course of the week you have a hard day and then two easy days and another hard day. Maybe it just goes back and forth, hard, easy, hard, easy. I don't know what your schedule is. But there should be some balance back and forth because recovery days are required. And so maybe that day that you're not running is now a recovery day. Like there's other days that you don't run. Maybe you've got a strength day put in that is a non-running strength-only day. So you're still a runner on that day. You still feel good about yourself on that day because you were going for strength. You still feel good on the planned off recovery day because that was into your schedule. So just realize that your schedule already probably has off days built into it that you're completely okay with. Right. And then sometimes, depending on if life decides to give you an unplanned off day, you might be able to rearrange that schedule. And so if you're supposed to have a rest day on Friday and Wednesday, you don't get your run in, make Wednesday your off day and run on Friday. You know, like you can rearrange your schedule appropriately if you have that flexibility and if you have that resiliency in yourself. Like to instead of just saying, oh, shoot, like there goes today. Like, I guess I'm just not going to do that. Like, okay, let's figure out what we can do. Let's look at the calendar and see maybe where what what can you move around to try to get that in and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but so you know what if you actually just need a break like what if you need either a physical break or a mental break maybe you haven't taken an off day in a while and your body and mind is actually telling you to break the schedule like you slept in and accidentally you know you missed your alarm and you slept in like was that an accident or was that your mind and your body actually saying, nope, you need a recovery day today. Yeah, 100%. Uncon- you know, subconsciously. Yeah, last winter in marathon buildup, I accidentally overslept many times. And it was because my body and mind were well aware of what I had done on the previous three days. Yep. And it, it thought, you know what? You didn't get enough sleep last night. So you're going to accidentally oversleep your alarm. And sometimes I was able to slide a run in during lunch. And sometimes I could get it in after school. But sometimes that was just an unplanned off day. And I, I got pretty good at accepting that my body needed an off day. That's why I slept right through my alarm, which mm-hmm. is literally my watch buzzing on my wrist. Like right. it, like it's hard to sleep through that thing. But if I did, there was a reason for it. Right. And just remind yourself that it's okay to take a day off. Like you will not lose all of your fitness in a day. Sometimes even, you know, like, like Kevin said, maybe ask yourself like, is my life so busy right now because maybe the universe is trying to force an off day on me. Like maybe I am so stressed right now and I am trying to do this. I'm trying to fit in all of these things. And if I ran today, that's just going to break me down. Maybe that's your body avoiding injury or avoiding sickness. You know, if, if you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, that could just push you right over the edge of something. So maybe the universe, your subconscious mind, whatever you want to call it, God is forcing an off day on you by filling your schedule, by making you sleep in and miss your alarm that because 
they know, you know, the universe, God, your subconscious, like all of these things know what's better for you versus you and your conscious brain saying, I'm just going to power through. Yeah. Cause the subconscious is always just trying to protect you. So if it, if it kind of overruled the conscious mind and said, you know what, we're going to sleep in today. It did it for a reason. It's trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. It sensed that the illness was coming on and thought, you know, an extra hour in bed is going to be a better choice here. And so it overruled and it made you sleep in. And then you look at your schedule, you're like, don't worry, I'm going to be able to fit this in at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got it. And then something just dropped on your schedule at two o'clock. The world is telling you not today. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. Except that that's the answer. Don't freak out and be like, no, I've got to get this in somewhere because all you're doing it is making this, this off day a stress-filled day. Right. Whereas the world is trying to tell you, nope, it's an off day. It's supposed to be recovery. And if you spend the entire time all full of anxiety and and negative talk, that's not a recovery day. That's you telling yourself a lot of negative words and completely stressed out to the highest levels. Hormones are going all over the place inside your body. None of this is helping you actually recover, which is probably what you needed in the first place. Yeah. If you ever think about this, like it can be kind of crazy when I know there was a lot of these there were a lot of these stories after 9-11, for example, yes. that came out, right? About people that like missed the train and they've never missed the train. They've worked in the, you know, downtown New York City for 25 years and they've never been late to work. They've never missed the train. And for some reason that day they missed the train or for some reason that day something else crazy happened. They got in a car accident like on their way to work and then they weren't in the city when that happened. Yeah. Like there are all these, you know, things of, you can call it fate, you can call it whatever you want you can call it you know but something some sort of higher power some sort of something that's bigger than you is trying to prevent this from you so maybe that's the case and maybe that's not the case you can choose what you want to believe but what if that is the case like what if there's something that's trying to keep you from that it's like you know why didn't you leave the house 15 minutes early and then all of a sudden you're caught in traffic and there was an accident that just happened 15 minutes earlier like who knows if you would have been in in that place in that accident right like there are some times that things just work synchronistically to keep you safe. Yeah, I mean, it, it's out there to help keep you safe. And sometimes these things that seem to be working against you, like, oh man, so I just missed that light. It was a red light. And, and oh, there's so much traffic and there's never traffic on this road. And yeah, it's it, it was supposed to be there. Right. And it's weird to say to yourself, it's supposed to be there. I know it's a little out there and being like, it's really? It's a little in the woo-woo. Traffic was supposed to happen this morning. Yeah. That accident was supposed to make me late for this thing that mm-hmm. doesn't seem right but what's the worst thing that could happen if you believe that it was supposed to happen right like there's not a lot of negative from saying this is supposed to happen from accepting that whatever the circumstances are are exactly how they're supposed to play out for you Mm -hmm. and so then that it couldn't have happened any other way right so then there is no negative thing there is simply what's happening there are just the circumstances around you they're not good or bad they are just the circumstances around you that's the world that you're living in and then based off those circumstances you make your choices Mm -hmm. about what the next action is that you're taking right you can simply choose to just observe what is happening like oh I missed my run today and then you can choose to place a judgment on that that makes me blank that means that I am lazy that means that I am 
you know, disappointed, miserable, frustrated, anxious, whatever word you want to put in there, you can choose to put that judgment on. But is that judgment doing you any good? Or you can choose to say, okay, I missed my run today. Now, can I fit it in? If not, you know, am I supposed to have an off day today? Like you can choose to look at it in a different way. All right. So if you've come around and you're like, all right, well, this is this is going to be an off day, but it's an unplanned off day. What am I supposed to do with myself today? One, you're probably busy. That's why you weren't able to sneak that run in any other place. But as as busy as you are, I want rule number one on what to do on an unplanned off day to be relaxed, mm. to just just chill for a second, because stressing out all day long is going to prevent you from getting the benefits of this new brand new recovery day that popped up for you. <laughs> Woohoo! Like I was talking to one of the sprinters on the track team, and he goes, "Ah, oh, Coach Brown, is it is a hard day today?" And I'm like, well, "Did you have a really hard day yesterday?" Well, no. So, and he's like, oh, okay. And then he was trying to like figure out what the pattern was. He goes, oh, I thought it was hard, hard, easy, hard, hard. I'm like, that just sounds like um, hard, hard, easy, exhaustion, broken. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm hearing off of that. Like it needs to go back and forth. And I was trying to explain to him the concept that recovery is when you actually gain the benefits of your really hard workout and I mean he's a high school sophomore so like he was sort of confused by the whole idea but I'm like no no no. recovery days are super important you can't just push every day it doesn't ever work like it'll work for a little while but eventually you're going to plateau and after that if you keep trying to just force your way through the plateau you're broken so if you've got this unplanned off day Take it for the recovery day that it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after you've taken that deep breath and kind of relaxed and all right, let's take a look now. Okay. Check in with your goals and your plan. Maybe you need a strength day. Maybe you're able to, maybe you can't get a run in for some reason, but you can fit in a really short strength circuit. Maybe you could even do that at work on your lunch break. There are a lot of really good strength exercises that don't require equipment, that don't require a lot of space that you could just do in your your office or in the break room depending on what your work environment looks like or you can do a plank between two students desks it's really awkward show off no people totally (laughs) walk into my classroom in the middle of it because my floor is dirty but the top of the desks are not bad so i plank between the two desks and and a kid walked in one time like mr what are you doing i'm like i'm planking what are you doing you were like in an empty classroom i was in an empty classroom it was my lunch break and i was planking between two desks because i was definitely not putting my hands on the floor of my classroom it's filthy that's so funny (laughs) that's so funny so yeah so there are things that you could do you could do you throw some burpees in you know like maybe not on the desks unless they're (laughs) like braced against the wall (laughs) or something but like burpees are really good and planks are really good and push-ups and squats like you don't need any equipment for any of these body weight types of exercises exercises, but at least you're going to get that little adrenaline burst and that little endorphin rush that helps you feel like, okay, you know what? At least I got something in today. Like it takes very little time, but it gives you that little sense of accomplishment that you didn't just quote unquote waste the day. Yeah. And you know, if you're really worried that you're going to fall off the track and that this is the first of the rest of your life that you're not going to work out again, then putting that short little strength 
intersection is a really nice thing. Yeah. And maybe you can find a coworker that instead of going to get a cup of coffee with them, the two of you just, you know, squat together. Or go take a walk outside. You sure. know, like if the weather's decent and, and you can just go out and take a walk on your lunch break or maybe depending on what you do for work, if you have a, a phone call or a conference call, maybe you can make that a walking conference call. Like, you know, there are different ways that you can just get in some sort of activity activity. Maybe it's not your planned run. Maybe it's not quarter repeats that you were supposed to do that day, you know, but maybe even if you get in like a 10 minute run, a 20 minute run, it's not the hour that you were planning on, but it's something. Yeah. And that can help you feel better mentally. Like physically, it's not going to do that much more for you, to be honest, versus just taking an off day. But mentally, it might give you that encouragement. Right. And so that that really depends on you and you that's why the first move is relax and think about what you want to do with this. Is it going to be a recovery day or have you not quite made it to the point that if you just take this as a full off day, is there still going to be that little voice of judgment in there? So if there is there are options of how to put some sort of of focused activity into your day that's not going to take a huge amount of time mm-hmm. that you don't have to go out there and get all like into your workout clothes and all sweaty and shower afterwards. You can put in something that you feel like, all right, that, that wasn't a zero day. I got in something on that day. Yeah, it's helpful as a physical therapist. I've got like bands and like all sorts of fun equipment that I can like just jump in and do some like rows or some squats. Or... I have a shirt and tie on so again (laughs) awkward planking when the student walked into my classroom (laughs) all right so kind of take a look see see about that next we want you to think about the big picture okay let's just refocus on your why because this is really what it all comes down to and this is why we're doing what we're doing right because running more is is so much more than just the miles that you cover in a day, a week, a season, a year. Running is more than just paces and workouts. Running is what makes you a better person. It makes you you. It makes you stronger. It makes you more confident. It makes you feel more in charge of your life and the choices that you make. And that's why I loved the other post that I put up this week, which was after a good run, I feel blank. And the words that were coming in from that post were absolutely wonderful and inspiring. You know, there was a lot of strong, confident, like I can take on the world, like those kinds of things. Like, let's get back to that. Yeah, the uh, the juxtaposition of the two posts was was weird because people, if you missed a day, you were like catastrophic failure, and yet if you had a really good workout, you were superhuman, and there was it was such an extreme on both of them, mm-hmm. and it's like look, one great run is awesome if that inspires you that it's gonna it, it's gonna help you feel great for the next good run, but. One off run, one one run where you don't feel good or you completely miss the run is not so terrible either. And one great run is not going to be the thing that makes you have the PR. Yeah. Like it's it's still just one. And, you know, well, I, I want to say, yes, that's a positive. I think when you push the great workout to such a, I feel like a superhuman level, then it forces the extreme on the other one almost. Mm. That if if I miss my run, then I'm a total failure because if I hit it great, I'm like I'm an, a, a you know a, a superhuman. Right. Yeah. That that, that makes good sense, and I, I see what you, what you're going for here about how it basically pushes the extremes in either direction. Right. To try and balance yourself out. Right. And so 
what if we just took kind of a more moderate approach for this? And, and we're not saying to like, you know, tamper down the, the amount of joy and, you know, strength and confidence you feel. That's, that's exactly what we want you to feel. But we also want you to feel that on the days that you don't run, even on unplanned rest days. You should still feel strong and confident and in charge of your life. Even if you missed that run, like maybe you weren't in charge that day. Maybe you missed it and, and that wasn't within your control, but you still are in control or in charge of the other choices that you make throughout the day and, and of your life in general. Like you can choose to jump back into running and jump right back into your plan the next day. Right. You, you get to make the choice on how to react the rest of that day too. Like if you missed your run in the morning, you then get to decide you are in charge of making the choice of, am I going to try and fit that into the day? Or am I going, is today going to be an off day? But beyond just the rescheduling thing, you get to choose how you show up the rest of the day. Do you show up off for the rest of the day because you missed a run in the morning? Like, do you, are you completely in like three levels down from where you should be in everything else that you're doing in your life because you happen to miss a run in the morning? Because that's not what you should be getting out of running. Like running has good and bad days. Like you, there are days where you go out for a run and it just, it doesn't feel good. And there's days where you go out for a run and you feel great. And either day, you still need to get the run in. Like you've got other things going on in your life. You've got, you know, you've got work, you've got family, you've got friends and all this stuff. And having... Uh, a day where you didn't get in a great run does not mean that you can't show up for your family. You still have to do that. The same way that when you go off on a run and it starts poorly, you still have to show up for the rest of the run. You can't just, and I'm done. I guess I'm I'm calling it quits. That's, that's not do. how it works. I mean, some people do that though. Some people choose to cut their run short and there are some times that it is okay to do that. Yes. You know, depending on what's going on. Like <laughs> I had a friend that that ran the other day even though she was sick and it turns out she had the flu. Like that's a that's an okay day to call it, you know, cut it cut that run short and maybe give yourself a little bit of a break. Yes, yes, okay, I'll give you that one. Right. I mean, there are some times that running is not the best choice for you on that given day and and I think that it's hard to to pull back and actually realize that, recognize that, and, and take a step back from it. Right. But it is still ultimately your choice of yeah. whether you're going to take the step back from running or or you're going to push through. Right. Whether you push through a workout or whether you you start getting tired, the workout starts getting hard, and you, you pull back. Because there's going to be times in your life that things start getting hard, and you have to decide whether you're pushing through or whether you're pulling back on mm -hmm. that. And there's going to be things that you know, maybe the outside world could perceive of as a failure, but you're a runner and you've accepted that failure is not a thing. Like it's just not. Failure is what happens when you just stop. And maybe you had an off day, but that's not a failure. That was just one day. You're going to be able to get back on it the next day. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing that happens in the rest of your life. It wasn't a failure. It was just a hiccup along the road. Right. Because ultimately you need to take these lessons from running and help them to create the version of you that you are the most satisfied with, the version of you that you want to be. Like, how do you want to show up in your life? Do you want to grit, grit it out and push through when things get hard? Do you want to pull back and just kind of shrink down? And 
realizing also that there might be a different answer on a different day. Oh, completely. You know, there are some times that you're going to want to just put your head down and just grind it out, like, and just meet that challenge head on, regardless of what those paces are, what the time is. And there are times that if you're not feeling it that day, it is the better choice for you to pull back and, and maybe ditch the workout that day and make it an easy run or or there's other things, but it's what you're doing on a consistent basis. Like consistently when it gets hard, what are you doing? Are you, you know, getting in and stepping on the gas pedal or are you pulling back and just letting yourself off the hook? It's what you're doing day in and day out on a consistent basis, how you're showing up both in your running and in your life. I think when you're presented with these off days, it, uh, it helps to see where you're focusing Like, are you focusing on what you cannot do that day or what you focusing on what you can still accomplish that day? It reminds me of something uh, I I heard on a podcast the other week, and it was about gratitude. And they said that gratitude is really, it's it's easy to be grateful for things that are positive in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm so grateful for the beautiful sunrise I saw. I'm grateful for my child's hug. Well, of course you are. But how grateful are you for things that are are negative that you could see as a misstep that you could see as a difficult situation you know i i have certain students that are are difficult to handle on a day in day out basis am i grateful for them you know are you stuck in traffic can you be grateful for the traffic can you say i am grateful that all of the all this traffic is here because it is teaching me how to be patient and stay calm in this situation. Um, you know, a coworker came in and they were talking with me and I had stuff that I, I really needed to accomplish, but it was important that I talked with them and I was grateful for my relationship with that coworker. It taught me empathy, you know, things that seem like they're not exactly what you were hoping was going to happen. Can you still be grateful for that? Because mm-hmm. that, that's real gratitude. Like that's, that's not, oh, I'm, I'm grateful for that flower because it's pretty. Of course you are. It's a beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. Can you be grateful for the challenge? It's hard. You know, that is, that is something that's hard. I think that that is something that we can all aspire to, but I think that it's also very difficult. And it, it can also be something that feels fake at first, I want to say, because, totally. you know, like if, if you're sitting in traffic and you're feeling yourself getting frustrated, it's like the, you know, the old, what is it, Stuart Smalley? Is that his name on Saturday Night Live? The I Am Good, Good Enough? enough. Yes. Is, is, isn't that his name? Yep. Um, so it's like, you know, the positive affirmations and the gratitude saying it out loud, like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Like, I am grateful for this traffic right now. You feel like a little cheesy saying it. Like, you're not quite sure if you believe it. But quite frankly, if you're saying it and if you're telling yourself that, then your subconscious mind believes it. Just keep saying it. Just keep saying it because what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Like, you might you might not want to say it in front of other people yet, but if you can <laughs> say it, you know, out loud to yourself in, in your car by yourself, and the more positive messages that you start feeding your brain, the better off you're going to be. Like, you might feel cheesy. You might feel awkward at first, and, and, and it is weird. Like, it, it is – it can feel uncomfortable at first when you start to do these positive types of affirmations or these gratitude – you know, gratitude for – like you said, like the missteps or the things that don't appear to be positive at the beginning because it just feels like you're faking it sometimes. And 
I'm the last person that wants to ever be fake or disingenuous. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in people. And so that is definitely not a quality that I ever want anyone to say about me. Um, so, so I understand this because I have felt this way before, but sometimes you just have to keep pushing through and you have to keep giving yourself these messages, even if it does feel fake at first, but just keep them to yourself, you know, do them in the bathroom, do them with the door closed when no one's home, do them in your car when you're by yourself. And the more you start to feed yourself these positive messages and start to reprogram the messages that you're telling yourself, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, traffic is a great example of this because often you're you're in your car by yourself and so you can say pretty much whatever you want and some people say some real negative things towards the other drivers around them. You the know funny thing is when you say it like something in gratitude but like with an angry tone of voice. <laughs> Right. Well, I I just think it's it's really satisfying to say nice things to other people in traffic. Mm. Like the guy that cuts you off. Thank you for not hitting my front bumper. I really appreciate that because I thought that you were going to ding the front left corner. <laughs> oh, thank you. You think I'm number one, apparently. Like, thank you for the message. You think I'm number thank one. Thank you for the message that you're sending forth. Or, you know, when the person's honking at you from behind and you're not going anywhere because it's just stop and go standstill traffic in front of you, thank you for your support. I appreciate that you are encouraging me to move forward. Like, put it out there. And it sounds so weird, but you're in the car by yourself. And what else are you going to do other than amuse yourself? Right. So send thank yous and gratitudes out there. And, I mean, see how you're going to finish that sentence. Thank you. Thank you for this off day that has been thrust upon me by oversleeping because my body needs the recovery day and I need to take a little mental recovery for myself. For sure. And and right there, that just proves how gratitude can change your mindset. It can change the world. It can change everything about, you know, the way that you show up in your life and treat yourself. So that is definitely a good place for us to start. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up what we have. Be kind to yourself, practice self-love, practice self-gratitude, and your life is going to be so much better. So along those lines, that takes us wonderfully right into our runner of the week Who, when we want to highlight some amazing runners out there that are doing great things. Yeah, and they're doing great things with a big giant smile on their face. Oh, that's for sure. And, that, and this runner of the week is definitely one of those people. She is... One of those people that just shows up, you know, she, even if she's not racing, if she's not running, she's always there to cheer on her friends, to cheer on her fellow runners. She's got a cowbell and she's got signs and she's always there to cheer other people on. And she does ever, all of it with a big smile on her face. And she's just one of those people that you have to feel good when you're around her because yeah, she's no, it's just a, given. A, a very positive person. So our runner of the week this week is Natalie Bonilla. Congratulations. We are so happy to honor you this week as runner of the week. And when we reached out to Natalie and let her know that we had chosen her, this is what she said. If you ask me if I was expecting to be featured, I would have said, no way. We push ourselves so hard that we don't realize all the things we do because they become a part of our lives. I am still thinking how to sum up in a few lines all of the wonderful life lessons that I have received from the Real Life Runners. I have been consistently running for two years and I started with Real Life Runners podcast and academy after the Key West Half Marathon in 2019. 
Real Life Runners has given me the power to understand how to treat my body better and maximize my runs, how to slow down, appreciate every run, run easy when is needed, run hard when it's desired, to take a moment to pause, reassess, recalibrate, and continue our lives in a healthy way. I have been injury-free in the last few months, and I don't feel as sore every day as I used to last year because of their advice. Angie and Kevin have transmitted to me the value of self-love and love for others, teaching me that we are capable of many things, that not every day can be the best, but it counts in the end, that we are strong, that we need to believe in ourselves, that no matter what, we are humans and we are real-life runners, that I am a real runner. Finally, Real Life Runners has encouraged me to be a hero, the hero in my journey where we have to find our way to be better as a person, as a human, and as an athlete. Now let's go find our way. So congratulations, Natalie. Thank you so much for all of the the trust that you've placed in us for always being a part of the Real Life Runners and spreading the Real Life Runners love. We appreciate you and we honor you this week and we thank you for being such a good example for all the other runners around you. So we want to thank you guys, as always, for spending this time with us. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. Thank you to everyone that's left us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast station. We appreciate that, and that helps us to reach more people every week. So thank you. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 130. Now get out there and run your life. Do you find yourself missing your workouts, always putting others first and running around in circles because there simply aren't enough hours in the day to do everything you need to do? Have you ever found yourself stuck in a seemingly endless cycle of injury, frustrated by your lack of progress and searching for answers? How many hours have you spent online scrolling through social media and comparing yourself to other people who seem to have the life and the results that you're looking for? If this sounds like you, we're guessing you probably also feel anxious, stressed, stuck, hopeless, wondering when something is going to give, when things are going to improve, and wondering why it seems so easy for others and so hard for you. You might even say to yourself, I'm not a real runner, I'm lazy, or maybe this just isn't for me. And if you do find the time to work out, do you find yourself feeling guilty for taking time away from your family or the other things that you should be doing or losing sleep just so that you can fit it all in? You just can't win sometimes. We get it. We've been there too. These struggles are not only affecting your physical health, but your mental health as well. And if you continue down this path, where is it going to lead? More stress, more pain, more sickness, chronic diseases, a life that is not your own, stuck in a life of mediocrity and dissatisfaction, feeling resentment towards yourself and others. What would it feel like to stop this nasty cycle in its tracks and to take control of your life and your health once and for all? What would it be like to run consistently without injury, to run faster, run longer, feel better, and achieve things you never realized possible, to feel motivated, happy, confident, and strong? To be more present in every aspect of your life, as a mother, a father, a spouse, a friend, with an inner sense of peace and satisfaction, knowing that you are taking care of yourself, living your life on your terms, and making the world a better place. That's what our Real Life Runners Training Academy is all about. It's designed to help you take charge and go from running in circles to running your life. 
It will help you to train smarter and more effectively to achieve the results you are looking for without the burnout and overwhelm. You will understand how to prioritize the things that will actually move you forward and stop wasting your time and effort on less important things. You'll master the mental strategies you need, not only to be a better runner, but also to show up better in all aspects of your life. The lessons we learn from running can help us to be better in all aspects, to inspire others, to make a greater impact in this world. By taking charge of your health and your running, you will feel more energized and motivated for everything else in your life because running shows you that you are strong, that you are capable, that you can do hard things. So are you ready to get started? Sign up for our waitlist today. Take the first steps towards running your life. Go to yourrunningplan.com right now to reserve your spot.